special service today with baptism and communion, then we are having kids stay in the service. We'll not be uh, having kid zone today. And there should be, for kids who are normally in kid zone, uh, you should have been able to pick up a paper that has the kind of things that you fill out during the service. So, Signs are given as a reminder, right? That society has this. Uh, societies have always had this. Is uh, reminders put in place? Sometimes reminders of things that we're supposed to do. Uh, also, signs are used as reminders for things that have happened in the past, and we see that repeatedly in Scripture in lots of different ways. God uses signs. Uh, to remind his children of things that have taken place, of uh, remind them of his care, remind them of his protection, his miraculous work. And sometimes that's through memorials that God's children were uh, instructed to set up. Sometimes that is through... Uh, through feasts and festivals, and they, they were set as a reminder. Don't forget what God has done. Remember what God has done. One of those instances that we see in the Old Testament is from the book of Joshua. And so the Israelites have been wandering in the wilderness, and they are uh, about to enter into the promised land. And this new miraculous thing takes place that uh, when the Israelites start to cross the, the river, when they start to cross the Jordan River, the ark goes before them. And as the priest walk into the river, the, the water dries up. It stops flowing so that the nation can cross across the river just like they did with the Red Sea and enter into the promised land. And so that's the kind of backstory of what we're going to read here from Joshua chapter 4, starting in verse 1. After the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Choose twelve men from the people, one man from each tri- for each tribe, and command them... Take twelve stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing. Carry them with you and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the twelve men he had selected from the Israelites, one man for every tribe, and said to them, Go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you lift a stone onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelites' tribes, so that this will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them, the water of the Jordan was cut off in front of the ark of the Lord's covenant. When it crossed the Jordan, the Jordan's waters were cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. God used the, this sign, and there were other signs that were put in place that were reminders to his children, reminders of his faithfulness, reminders of what he has been doing, what he is doing, what he will do for his children. And he says, the, the scripture says here, part of this 
is to teach your children, right? Your, the, your children will ask one day, what's the purpose of this? Why do, why do we have this? That's one of the reasons why we think it's important when we have special services like this to have our children who normally would be out in kid zone to be a part of the service so that they can learn, so that we can say, this is how God's been faithful to us. This is, this is what this reminds us of, of God's goodness and His care and His protection and His forgiveness. The church has two reminders that were instituted uh, for that purpose, uh, to remind the church of what God is, has done and what He is doing. These are called the ordinances. They were ordained by Jesus. The, Jesus gave the instruction that we should practice these things. And so those two ordinances are baptism and the Lord's Supper. They are signs for us. Now, there's more that is that is that could be taught on this. We're not going to go through all of the details of what this means personally uh, as we go through these things. But what we want to have in this service is the opportunity to remember and to, to see what it is that God has done and what He is doing. So there are reminders of God's goodness and His faithfulness. As we go through our service today, we're going to start with baptism, uh, and we will. Uh, I'm going to teach a little bit on what God's Word says about the signs that are there, what it symbolizes, what it reminds us of. Uh, then we will have four baptisms uh, today, and then we're going to come back together for communion, and I'll talk a little bit about what the sign is there, what the significance of those things are. But before we get to that, let me pray for us, uh, and then we'll get into looking at God's Word around these things. Heavenly Father, You are good. Uh, we sang that this morning, and we, we believe that. Uh, we thank You for Your kindness towards us, Your goodness, uh, Your faithfulness. Thank You for this special service that we get to celebrate today. I pray that it will be used as a reminder for each one of us of your faithfulness to us as individuals and your faithfulness to Dogwood Church and the church universal. Draw us close to you, God. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I've titled my sermon today, Remembrance and Celebration. Uh, remembrance and Celebration. And so today we will be celebrating these two ordinances Baptism first, then the Lord's Supper. And as we celebrate these two things, as we participate in these things and watch these things, that's the call for us, church. The point for us today is that we are to remember and celebrate what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. So as we participate in baptism and as we take communion together, we are to remember and celebrate what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. It certainly is a day to remember and a day to celebrate God's goodness towards us, God's faithfulness, celebrate the good news of the gospel, that Jesus died for our sins and that we, if we put our faith in him, we are forgiven of our sins. And to celebrate the profession of faith that we'll have from the four individuals who are being baptized today. So the first thing I want to, to give some instruction on, some uh, teaching on, is baptism. 
Uh, and we're gonna, I just want to share for a few minutes about what this is, about why we do it, uh, and what it symbolizes uh, so that we can be thinking of this as we have our baptism today. Is What am I remembering? What are we as a church remembering in this? What are we celebrating in this? Now, first thing is I want us to know why we baptize. So in Matthew chapter 28, we have the Great Commission. After Jesus was crucified and buried and then rose again, uh, he appeared to his disciples and he had time with them, teaching them these things. And then before he ascends back into heaven, he appears one last time to his disciples and gives them what's called the Great Commission. And so in Matthew 28, we see these words. Starting in verse 18, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus commands his disciples to do this in this commission. And we believe that the, the Great Commission is still for the church. The, the church is instructed to make disciples, teach people about Jesus, and call them to faith in Jesus. And then when people have come to faith in Christ, they should be baptized. And then the last thing in this Great Commission is teaching them to observe what Jesus had instructed, teaching them to observe who Christ is uh, and what he has done for us and living in obedience to that. And so we believe that there's an order to that, that someone should come to faith in Christ. Uh, they should be a, become a disciple by saying, I am trusting in Jesus for my salvation and nothing else. Uh, and then, once they have done that, they should be baptized. The four individuals who are being baptized today, that's the order that they have. They have trusted in Jesus, some of them years ago, some of them much more recent, but they now realize this is the next step. I need to be baptized. And then our job as a church is to walk alongside disciples because that's not the end. We're, we're all still growing, right? We've got what we call sanctification where we're growing in the image of Christ. We're looking more and more like Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. But So this is why we practice baptism. Is It's commanded by Jesus. This is what you are to do as disciples, you're to make more disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now what I want us to look at quickly is what is baptism a sign of? What is it a symbol of for us? And the first thing that we see is it is a sign of the gospel. It's, it reminds us of the gospel. So we talked about that today is a day to remember and celebrate. And so we are being reminded of what Jesus Christ did for us. And so let's look at 1 Corinthians as a good description of, a good simple description of the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, 
starting in verse 1, we see this. Now I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel that I preach to you, which you received, on which you've taken your stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold to the message that I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. Now listen to this. Verses 3 and 4 is our succinct, kind of clear statement of the gospel. For I passed on to you as most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. This is one of the kind of clearest, simplest statements on what the gospel is. So if you're wanting to uh, kind of memorize what's, a, what's an easy statement of what the gospel is, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 is probably the clearest, most succinct statement. Jesus died for our sins. He was buried. And then He rose from the dead. That's the the kind of short, clear statement of the gospel. And so when we baptize, it's a reminder of that. Uh, When the individual is baptized under the water, it is a reminder of Jesus dying and being buried. And then when they come back out of the water, it is a reminder of the resurrection, the Jesus coming back to life. The second thing that we see in this, the second kind of sign that we see in baptism, is it is a sign or a symbol of us dying to our old self and then rising to new life in Christ. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. If we've believed in Jesus for salvation, if we've trusted in Christ for salvation, Scripture says we are a new creation. And then the practice of baptism, the way that it reminds us of this verse, is it is a sign, it is a symbol of us dying and being buried, and then coming back to life. And it's a reminder of the new life that we have in Jesus Christ. And those are things to remember and celebrate. The last thing about baptism that we see here, and there are other things we could go into in lots more details, uh, but the last thing I want to point out today is uh, baptism is a sign of the washing away of our sins. Uh, Scripture talks about us being Uh, you know, cleansed. And there's lots of references in the Old Testament and New about the cleansing that comes uh, and the cleansing that's necessary. Lots of the practices in the Old Testament, rituals and worship things, uh, there was a, a practice of purifying things, cleansing things before they were used. And that was pointing ahead to the cleansing that comes through Jesus Christ. Uh, We see in David's prayer in Psalm 51, when his sin with Bathsheba has been realized. And David prays this, Psalm 51, verses 1 and 2. Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion. 
blot out my rebellion. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. When an individual is baptized, it is a sign or a symbol of that cleansing that has taken place. We don't believe that the baptism is what actually cleanses an individual. It's faith in Christ. It's the finished work of Jesus and trusting in that that causes us to receive the cleansing and the forgiveness of sins. But the water represents that. When an individual is washed through baptism, it reminds us, Jesus has forgiven my sins. I'm clean in the eyes of God. I'm accepted. I'm approved of because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. So these are the signs, these are the reminders that I wanted to point out about baptism today. So as we celebrate baptism, as we celebrate the new life in Christ of these individuals, these are reasons for us to celebrate the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God and what He has done. These are reasons to remember what God has done. Now, I have, there are four individuals who are going to be baptized. I would like to invite them to come stand here with me. Uh, we're going to take their profession of faith, uh, and then we're going to go back and get ready for our baptisms as you all continue in a couple of songs of worship as we're getting ready for our baptism. So those who are being baptized, come on up. All right, so here are our individuals who are being baptized. We have Chloe McLaughlin, we have Jared Grunke, we have Jessica Grunke, and Briley Grunke. And so I'm going to ask for each of their profession of faith individually, and they're going to respond uh, to those, and then we will go back to uh, get ready for baptism. So, Chloe, I'm going to start with you, okay? I've got the questions that I want to ask you. Chloe, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died for the forgiveness of your sins and that He is the only way for you to be saved? Thank you. And is it your desire, Chloe, to be baptized today as a way to show that you've turned from your life without Jesus, you've turned from your life of sin, and that you want to live for Jesus? All right, praise God. You want to give her a hand and God a hand? Yeah. Awesome. And Jared uh, Grunke, uh, Jared, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died for the forgiveness of your sins and that He is the only way for you to be saved? All right. And is it your desire to be baptized today as a way to show that you've repented or turned from your life of sin and you want to live your life for Jesus? Praise God. Let's give God another hand. All right. Jessica Grunke, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for your sins, and that He's the only way for you to be saved? And is it your desire to be baptized today as a way to show that you have repented, turned from your life of sin, and you want to live your life for Jesus? Yes. All right. Praise God. And Briley Grunke, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for your sins, for the forgiveness of your sins, and He's the only way for you to be saved? Yes. 
All right. And is it your desire to be baptized today as a way to show that you've repented, turned from your life without Jesus, your life of sin, and that you want to live your life for Jesus? Praise God. All right. Yes. So, before we move on, just to point out, it's amazing to see God working in individuals. It's also really amazing when He's working in families. Uh, so just to give some clarification, if you don't know them yet, so Jessica is Briley's mom, uh, and then Jared is Jessica's brother and uh, Briley's uncle, and he's been giving her a hard time all morning like a good uncle would. Uh, so, uh, but that's so awesome. Like, it's amazing individually. Chloe was scheduled to be baptized uh, when we had our last baptism. Unfortunately, she had to stay home that day and wasn't able to join us, and so we're so thankful uh, that Chloe is able to uh, be here for baptism today. But what, uh, what amazing reminders for us of God's faithfulness. We're so excited about this next step for y'all. Before we head out, I do want to just say a quick prayer, thanking God for this and praying for them. Uh, and then we're going to continue on in some time of worship as we get ready for the baptisms. Father, you are so faithful and good, and we're so thankful today for uh, each of these individuals, for Chloe and Jared and Jessica and Briley. Uh, I thank you for uh, your work in individual lives, and I thank you for the, your work in the church, uh, and that you're still faithful to us and still working in us and through us for your glory. And that's what we pray for. That's what we want to be used for your glory. We want to honor uh, honor you, God, and we want to uh, exalt Christ with what we do. So thank you for this reminder today uh, and this way to celebrate. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, let's stand up again. And Susan had her head and eyes closed, her head bowed and her eyes closed, so she's coming up.
I count on one thing The same God that never fails Will not fail me now You won't fail me now In the waiting The same God who's never late Is working all things out Working all things out Yes, I will lift you high In the lowest valley Yes, I will bless your name Yes, I will sing for joy When my heart is heavy all my days Yes, I will for all my days Yes, I will And I choose to praise To glorify, glorify The name of all names That nothing can stand against And I choose to praise To glorify, glorify The name of all names That nothing can stand against Yes, I will Lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Yes, I will for all my days. Yes, I will. For all my days, yes, I Great. 
so you can use your diaphragms better and
Stand unclean. Stand unclean. No one else could in my place. Condemned he stood. Now his nearness is my good. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Oh, hallelujah, praise to the one whose blood has pardoned me. Oh, what a Savior, Redeemer and King, your love has rescued me. Lift it up. Lift it up. Was he to die? It is finished. Was his cry? Now in heaven, lifted high. Hallelujah! What a savior! And when he comes, up Glorious King, all His ransom home to bring. Then anew this song will sing. Hallelujah! What a Savior! Hallelujah! What a Savior! Hallelujah, praise to the one whose blood has pardoned me. Oh, what a Savior, Redeemer and King, your love has rescued me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise to the one. Blood has pardoned me. Oh, what a Savior, Redeemer and King. Your love has rescued me. Your love. Oh, your love has rescued me. As we prepare for our time of communion, I wanted to also take just a moment to kind of walk through, uh, like we did with the uh, topic of baptism, and uh, look at what Scripture says. Uh, Of course, communion, uh, the text on that kind of tell us what the sign is, what it's reminding us of. Uh, But I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 11. 23 through 26. This is Paul giving instruction to the Corinthian church about how to participate in the Lord's Supper or communion. 
1 Corinthians 11, starting in verse 23, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after the supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. As Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we see communion also, just like baptism was commanded or instructed by Jesus himself that this is what you should do, communion is also ordained or instructed by Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, this is what you should do to remember me, to remember what I have done for you. Uh, and so that's why we participate in this. That's why we celebrate communion, is to remember and celebrate what it is that Jesus Christ has done for us. So what it symbolizes, what it's a reminder of, is just like what it was a reminder of with baptism. It's a reminder of the gospel. It's a reminder of the good news about Jesus Christ, what Jesus has done for us, right? So Jesus says, this is my body. When, it, when he b- prayed over the bread and gave it to them and said, eat this, he said, this is my body that's being given for you. I'm giving up my body for you. And when he gave them the cup... He said, this is my blood, my blood that's being shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And so it's a reminder for us, church, every time that we do this, of the good news of the gospel, that Jesus died for the forgiveness of our sins. It was his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And so when he says, Jesus instructs them that this is given for you, this is my Bread, or this is my body given for you. This is my blood that has been shed for you. It's a reminder to us, church, that as we take these elements that are simple, just a, you know, for us, a small cracker, a small little piece of bread, and a small drink of juice, when we take these simple elements, it reminds us Jesus gave up his life for me. Jesus' blood was shed for the forgiveness of my sins. And so it's a reminder that it's in Jesus that we have life. It's in Jesus that we have forgiveness. We invite here at Dogwood Church, we invite any believer, anyone who's trusted in Christ for salvation to participate in this time of communion. If you have not trusted in Christ for salvation, uh, if you're not quite sure what that is or what, what we're talking about when we speak about salvation and the forgiveness of sins that's offered through Jesus, we would ask that you not partake of these elements that are meant to be a reminder for the church, but instead we would ask that you just consider what you're hearing about this message of forgiveness of sins that's available through Jesus, salvation that is available through Jesus Christ. And I would love to be able to schedule a time to talk with you about that, about what this means, uh, about uh, the forgiveness that's available to each and every one of us, the hope that's available through Jesus Christ. And so if 
Uh, if that pertains to you, you can fill out one of the little yellow info cards uh, that's on the seats in front of you and just say that you'd like to schedule a time to meet with the pastor and we can get together and t- I can talk to you about the gospel, about salvation, and, uh, and all of the steps through this, about baptism and, and uh, participating in communion and us remembering that. But for, church, for the church, this is a time for us to remember and celebrate. Remember what Jesus did uh, for our sins, for the forgiveness of our sins. Uh, you should have picked up the elements when you came in. They were on a table at the back. Uh, if you didn't get them, I think there may be some more back there. But um, before we take of these reminders, what I would like for us to do is just take a few minutes to pray, just a few minutes to remember uh, what... Uh, what Jesus did for us. It's a good practice to uh, kind of prepare our hearts to receive these. Uh, not in a sense that you're, like when we talk about examining yourself, examining your life and taking communion, it's not to examine and say like, did I live good enough this week to participate in this? It's just a, a way to prepare your hearts and say, God, you've been so good to me. Uh, and a way to confess again, like I recognize that it's because of my sins that Jesus had to die. It's because of uh, the way that I lived, the rebellion that has been present in my life, that Jesus died for the forgiveness of my sins. So when we speak of examining yourselves and preparing your hearts, it's just a time to confess that again. Jesus died for me. Uh, And so I'm going to ask Kathy to play for uh, a couple of minutes for us just to pray silently. Uh, Or if you want to pray with your family members that are near you, you can pray with them also. But just as a way to prepare our hearts and confess, God, thank you for for sending Jesus for me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Uh, And God, I recognize that this had to happen because of my sin. Uh, So Kathy's going to play and... Uh, Let's pray quietly for a couple of minutes and then we'll take these together.
Let me pray for us as we prepare to take these elements as a reminder and a celebration of what our precious Savior has done for us. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this special day. Thank you for uh, the opportunities to remember what you've done and how faithful and good you have been towards us, your people. As we prepare to take these elements, the bread and the juice, let our hearts be joyful in celebrating the, the reality of the forgiveness that we have because of Jesus. Let this reminder lead us to a life of praise because of Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Reading from Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 26. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Taking your bread first. The body of Christ given for you. And now taking your cup. The blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Praise God. What a beautiful, wonderful day to celebrate again, remember again how good and faithful He is.